Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, brought to you on the third Thursday monthly from 1 to 2 p.m. Aetherius Radio Live is hosted by the wonderful Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. They always have an amazing show prepared with wonderful topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, and more. They invite you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. So without further ado, I give you your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you very much, Courtney. Hello, Richard. Chrissy, hi, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you doing? Doing doing great, doing great. Um, and it's been a real privilege this year to really focus in on the nine freedoms, as we oh, did, absolutely. of course, last year on the, on the 12 blessings, hasn't it? Yes, it's been a wonderful year, absolutely. Uh, and I often think, Chrissy, you know, and this is just my take on it, that in some ways the, uh, the 12 blessings is the heart of the Ethereum Society teachings, and the nine freedoms is the mind of the Ethereum Society oh. teachings. That's just my, yeah. my little take on it, yeah. how I see it. But they, with the two, though, if you have both, you have it all, really. Uh, then, yeah. of course, there is the, uh, the teachings of the Master Ethereus, uh, and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be really coming on to that next year. That's a very uh, wonderful way of looking at it, um, this complete approach. I, I really think you're spot on with that, absolutely. Thank you. Um, now, just to recap for our listeners, of course, and they're all on podcasts, but last month we tempted in our extremely limited manner to do some <laughs> justice to the ninth freedom, solar existence. And we learned so much uh, from that text every time we look at it. But, of course, one of the um, absolute key things is that these, the greatest beings in our solar system, other than the planets and the sun itself, uh, are constantly, always, radiating power and energy to others. All the energy that we have is a result of these beings being radiated to us and that is surely the greatest example that we could have before us. It's the greatest thing we'll ever see. We'll actually feel the emanations of these beings um, all the time. Um, so, I mean, I think perhaps in the light of this tragic uh, news today, uh, we should try in some tiny, minuscule way to follow their example. I'm referring to the terrible Pakistani uh, event today where the terrorists actually attacked a school. I mean, 132 yeah. children were killed by suicide I know. bombers. Uh, 141 dead, I think, was the latest count. Mm. And as you say, 132 of those were children and scores and yeah. scores of people injured. So this is a, a terrible tragedy, as you say. And, but, and you know, we can't, we have to do what we can at times like this. And, yeah. and this is what we're going to do. Absolutely, um, and of course, the theorist society—the essence of what we are—is action, not theory. So, Chrissy, would you be kind enough to lead us all in the radiating of power to the bereaved, to 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 help those who've been uh, transitioned to the to the other realm so abruptly, 
and for peace and freedom in that area. Oh, yes, thank you. It would be absolutely my pleasure to do that. So anyone, everyone listening, please, I would, we would ask you to just stop for a moment, um, stand or sit, however you feel comfortable, but please stop for the next couple of minutes and join with us because the more we join together, the more powerful we can be in sending our love and our healing to this uh, terrible disaster, this terrible tragedy which affects us all. So let's be quiet for a few moments and let's uh, gather our minds and raise our hands, the palms facing outwards, and just attune ourselves to the great flow of love, allow ourselves to be channels of this great love from God itself, and join mentally and join with heart and soul in this prayer. O divine and wondrous God, we humbly ask you that we may be instruments for your peace, that the love from your great heart may flow through us now to all who are suffering in the terrible tragedy that has taken place this day in Peshawar, Pakistan. O wondrous God, may your great light and great power flow like the stream of love that it is to all who are helping in the relief work, in the healing work at this time, so that they may be given the strength that they need at this crucial time. May your love flow now to those who have passed on, so that they may be helped and guided in their passage. And may those who are wounded or sick at this time, those who are suffering, families and friends, may they be helped, may they be healed, may they be strengthened. May they know at this time, O oh God, thy love. And may this infinite power fill and surround them now so that in some way they may be at peace so that they may be made strong at this time of great trial, and that, despite their suffering, they may be comforted by a presence. O wondrous God, we thank you for listening to our prayer. May thy eternal will be done. To just pass the right hand once over the left-hand palm to detach and carry on with our lives. We have sent our love to this area and then detachment from that so that we can carry on. In the knowledge and faith that what we have done has really made a difference. Thank you, Chrissy, very much for leading us in that beautiful prayer that you gave there. And I think talking of prayer... It leads beautifully into the very final concluding part of the text of the whole nine freedoms because after the end of the uh, ninth freedom, the solar existence, uh, the Master Jesus himself, Master of love um, and prayer and healing, uh, delivered a transmission. And today, Chrissy, a very good friend of yours and mine, one of our directors here, Pat Higginson, came across a, an interesting reference 
that the Master Etherius made to the Master Jesus in the very, very earliest days as one of the earliest transmissions that Dr. King ever took. Uh, he took it in public at Caxton Hall on the 5th of April, 1955. And although we don't have the audio text, we do have a transcript of this. And this is what uh, was stated by the Master Etherius on that occasion through Dr. King. And I read as follows. Jesus Christ was brought in a planetary vessel from Saturn, that was the star of Bethlehem, a great wondrous vessel from Saturn. And the mighty lords from Saturn brought about the manipulation that ended in this spark of evolved life being born into a physical body upon this earth. Jesus was a resident of the planet Venus for two lives, amounting to 8,000 years approximately, previous to his coming to Earth. Well, that's very interesting. I've never heard that before, actually. Nor me, until today. So I thought, let's share it with the listeners to Ethereus yeah. Radio Live. Well, thanks, uh, there's some real Pat snippets. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're, we're now looking through some of the out-of-print, uh, well, never published, actually, and, and unrecorded transmissions that records were kept of in writing from the very earliest of days here. And then they're fascinating. I'm going to mention another one later on. But uh, Chrissy, That's perhaps really... you'd be kind enough to lead us into the text now uh, of the Master Jesus. Absolutely. My pleasure. And the title of this transmission delivered by the Master Jesus through Dr. George King is Jesus, Lord of Grace. Oh, my adorable children, I give you all my love. I give you all my blessings now. May you be made strong. May you be guided upon your path. Oh, my children, know that you are not alone in your struggles. You can turn to us for help and guidance for our love. Beautiful words. I think uh, very self-explanatory. And as always, holding out the hand of help to us if we only turn for help through prayer and through our efforts. The Master held up one of the wooden crosses. That Now, I should just explain to listeners, and that those who listen to Ethereus Radio Live or are familiar with our teachings will know that at the end of the 12 blessings, certain crosses were blessed by the Master Jesus uh, for the attendance there. And we still have some of those crosses. There's one in Michigan. Uh, there are two here in London. There's one in Auckland in New Zealand. There's one in Los Angeles, of course. And there's one in Barnsley. Uh, but also the same thing was done at the end of the nine freedom, freedoms, I should say. So uh, please continue, Chrissy. Thank you. This is not the symbol of crucifixion. It is a symbol of resurrection into the mighty light of ascension into the Godhead. Regard it always as such. Yes, I think that's something we, again, we've gone into some depth when we did the Twelfth Blessing, which I imagine is still available as a podcast. Um, and it's it's a beautiful description of the cross, the The crucifix is not a symbol we would recommend. That isn't to question the sincerity of some of those who use or wear the crucifix or have a crucifix, but actually that's a symbol of death. But the cross itself, without any body uh, depicted upon it or affixed to it, is a symbol of resurrection into the mighty light of ascension. Thank you. 
Dwell ye not among those who hide from their followers the truth of my coming. Pray for them, but dwell ye not in their house. For verily when the truth dawns, it will be as bitter as gall to them. Yes, that's quite an indictment, isn't it, of the history of of the church, really. Uh, and, of course, one little study of the history of Christianity, I know you've done quite an in-depth study of that, Chrissy, shows the way things were distorted, deliberately distorted, and, and things were invented. Uh, I have to say, such as the Trinity, for example, which is something that I think I'm right in saying was invented in the 4th century AD, Chrissy. That's quite yes, late on, anyway. Mm. And and various things were changed, and and as it says here, hidden. And this is a terrible, terrible crime. Absolutely. And I'll continue. I, Jesus, do bless this cross. I do bless all of these as symbols of resurrection. Take them, O my children, with my love, with my blessings to your hearts. And you will find that when you need it most, the power, gentle, subtle and yet strong will come from them unto you. Go you yes, all I... forth. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say I can vouch for that because we, we are lucky enough to have one of those crosses charged uh, for the, the end of the night freedom here in London. And I know there's one in Los Angeles. I, I think there may be one or two people who still have their own who were there at the time. And just like the Twelve Blessings Crosses, it's, it's extremely powerful. And, of course, here we, we're lucky enough to have the hall, and listeners are welcome, if they're in London, to come and see the hall here in our headquarters in the basement here, where the Twelve Blessings was delivered. And in there, in a tabernacle, we keep our two crosses from the Twelve Blessings and our one cross from the Nine Freedoms. And on a Monday evening, uh, we're not, not actually... The, the remaining Mondays of this year, but normally on a Monday evening, uh, people can come and they can feel and and sense the great power which comes from these three crosses. Absolutely, and if you are in London, high, I mean, highly recommend it, especially at this time of the year, um, and of course throughout the coming year. But if you haven't uh, been to the European headquarters before, um, and this invitation that Richard gives, please, please do. Uh, take it up because, you know, your lives will never be the same after that. They will be much, much better. And uh, why not take up an invitation that's going to change your life for the better, after all? And likewise, in Michigan, I, I, do you bring out, how often do you use your uh, 12 Blessings Cross? We really only use it on special occasions, but I've yes. sort of been thinking about that. And in fact, yes. we'll use it next Sunday at our carol, Christmas carol service. Oh, wonderful, so, wonderful. Yes, yes. Mm. so please come along to that and not only in, join together in, in singing, but feel and experience and be changed by the wonderful power from this cross from the Master Jesus. Mm. So I'll just continue this, um, the end of this transmission and the next part is a little prayer, which is a wonderful prayer. So please, again, stop if you're multitasking and be still or sit still for a few moments as I lead into the prayer. Go you all forth with my love and blessings. And please now raise the hands and allow the love of God to flow through you. O divine and everlasting God, 
Let your light shine upon all the people on earth now. Let this light enter into their hearts and minds now, so that they may realize their nearness to the everlasting flame, which is thy love. Bless you all. Bless you. May your journey through your karma be a wonderful one. Bless you. Go with God. That's beautiful, Chrissy, and thank you for reading that prayer so beautifully. And it's a prayer everyone can use. And if you have the nine freedoms, it's in there, and you can use it as often as you, you, you're able to. It's a beautiful little prayer. Sometimes people uh, aren't aware of that one. And yet, isn't it? It's a short but very, very meaningful, and of course spoken by one who really knew uh, the everlasting flame, which is God's love. And I think that phrase, "May your journey through your karma be a wonderful one," is is is, is mm. fabulous because so many people see karma, journeying through karma, as a testing, difficult, awful thing, or they depict it as such sometimes. And it can be very testing. That's an aspect of it. But here, the Master Jesus is saying, "No, may it be a wonderful one, the journey through your karma." Very, very positive and beautiful approach i think it really is yeah it's a beautiful Mm. prayer as you say so thank you everybody for joining in those prayers and as we continue with this uh, next transmission this time delivered by the giver of the nine freedoms uh, the karmic lord mars sector six so shall i begin with that richard please do and this is the conclusion of of the text This is Mars Sector 6 reporting from satellite number 3, now in magnetization orbit Terra, during magnetization period number 1, present phase. We were, of course, fully prepared for the gross interference by the dark forces, which was specifically designed to stop our power manipulation. You can see how we dealt with it, with success. Yes, now that that refers to, uh, I believe, a power manipulation which took place at the beginning of of the transmission. And, of course, also during the transmission, great power was released. And um, there's reference here to the dark forces. Now, there are some organizations who don't talk about the dark forces at all. They they think it's negative to even uh, talk, talk about that. But actually, um, it isn't. I mean, we have to face facts. In the Ethereum Society, we're very, very honest about it. There are dark forces in our world. As a matter of fact, the next broadcast we're going to be doing, the next Ethereum Radio Live, is going to be called Recognizing the Dark Forces in Our World. And that'll be on January the 18th, I believe it is. And, you know, we have to look at those things and, and sorry, I think it's the 20th. The 20th, I believe, is our next one of uh, January. Yes. Um, you know, and we'll discuss it in more depth there. Now, that isn't to say there aren't some ridiculous fantasies that people have, and there are people who think they're constantly being attacked when they are not, and right. you know, everything bad that happens to them is some kind of piece of interference, whereas it might be just a mistake that they've made. There are real pitfalls in it. But in the case of a great manipulation, which is referred to here, which is the giving of the uh, nine freedoms, um, of course, you can all virtually expect 
interference of some kind. And it's it's quite clear. I think there are those of us who have experienced very explicit examples of interference as well when doing things of great spiritual importance in our world. Uh, you can see it in the world. So, as I say, we'll keep that and we'll return to that in our next Ethereus Radio Live at the start of the new year next year. Yeah, thank you very much, Richard, for, for making those points. And also, if, if we're not to dwell at all on the darkness, the dark forces in our world, then how could we have joined in the prayer that we did at the beginning for the terrible tragedy that took place? It's only when we recognize the darkness that we can bring the light. And, uh, you know, this is what we can and should do, of course, at all times. Indeed. So, during that power manipulation, terrestrials were used as channels so that the energy from satellite number three could be radiated throughout Terra. Mental channel number one was also used so that energy could cause transmutation in certain places. Anything you want to Yes, it's, it's, it's fascinating, that? isn't it? I mean, it's, it's quite a technical thing, but uh, it's a positive thing that by radiating, again coming back to radiating spiritual energy, that's the great transmuter, love energy, the great transmuter, even of interference. And there's this wonderful, wonderful practice the protective practice given by the Master Ethereus when you're in a, a, a confrontational situation, when you're receiving anger from someone or en- uh, envy or jealousy or unpleasant vibrations, oh, just radiate back love to that person. It's a great transmuting force. Yes, yes. Thank you. During the next magnetization period of terror, great energies will be sent out throughout the whole world. During this present magnetization period, energies must also be sent out throughout the whole world. Cooperate as much as you can. Demonstrate your belief in God by service in this and other ways. Demonstrate your belief in God through the dispensation of your true love. If you do this, you will prove that you are ready to climb the ladder from the pit of rebirth upon your earth. It's very interesting that, and I I think it's uh, perhaps worth just reminding some of our listeners, or some may not be aware, that a magnetization period is the the term that Mars Sector 6 uses, and of course the Master Etherius uses the term spiritual push. They are the same thing. This is a a period of time when satellite number three is in orbit of our world. That's directed by the same master who gave the nine freedoms. And all our actions, all our spiritual actions, all, all actions of service, which doesn't mean they have to be performed in the name of any particular religion. The person who performs them may not be a religious at all, but still giving great service, acting in a, in a truly spiritual manner, that's potentized 3,000 times. This means that you know, if we're sending out a certain amount of energy, say through prayer, then during a spiritual push, 3,000 times that amount uh, will uh, go out, will be released, not Maybe not through us. Maybe we're not capable of doing that. But it will still be released because karma is manipulated and that's a, a, a particular thing that happens during these periods. We, we always give the details of these periods when we come to them. The next one actually doesn't start till next April on a very special day, Chrissy. <laughs> yeah. 
My it's Chris's birthday, April the 18th. <laughs> well, thank you for explaining that for people. I should say the next one that the... we know of, shouldn't I, Chrissy? Because you never know, know of, there yes. might be one we don't know of, but that's one we know yeah. of, yes. And I believe that the dates of all the spiritual pushes each year are on the Aetherius.org website. Absolutely. And so please do go there and write down those dates or put them in your iPhone and uh, cooperate as much as you can through the performance of the 12 blessings every day if you can and so on. Or can I you can I just mention faith. actually talking of that that you know I've had occasion to look at some of the um, activities performed by some of the members of the Ethereum Society in Africa and I I know that sometimes mm-hmm. they listen and we have a lot of members in Africa especially in Nigeria yes. and in Ghana and and I came across some members in, in Western Africa recently who, who who were telling us just you know what they do they don't see it as anything particularly special. And I came across members who not only do they attend 100%, or no, not the 100, I mean, because health comes in, I think it was in the 90s of percent mm-hmm. uh, of activities in their area. This particular one, I think, was in the area of Wari in Nigeria. But mm-hmm. also, I won't embarrass them by giving their name out, uh-huh. but they also, on top of that, do something like 21, uh, 12 blessing services a week, Wow. Uh, during a spiritual push. Oh, God bless them. Fantastic. I mean, God How bless inspiring. them. I mean, it's just, mm. you, you have tears of joy, Chrissy, when you, you're in my position and you, you read some of the actions of, of members and sympathizers of the Ethereum Society. You don't have to be a member of the society to cooperate with spiritual pushes, of course. We have healers. Mm. I've come across healers who aren't in the society but still want to know these dates so they can really pep up their healing activities during these periods. Well, that's very, very inspiring. And what a wonderful mm. message at this time of, of Christmas, isn't it? Mm. The true spirit of Christmas, which we can um, enjoy in the whole year ahead. Um, so let's, I'll, I'll just finish this transmission, just a couple mm. more lines after Mars Sector 6 has urged us to prove that we're ready to climb the ladder from the pit of rebirth upon your earth. And then he says, yet be humble, for egotism is a disease. Cure it, O terrestrials, and go ye forth into the nine freedoms. Yes, I think that's such a wonderful way to end. And and I, I must say, uh, the I think one of the great ways to cure egotism and I'm certainly not claiming that I've never suffered from egotism, uh, is to study the nine freedoms, <laughs> because then you see your true smallness in the light right. of greatness. You mm. know, if you take a person on this earth, perhaps who's who's quite talented. I mean, it, and and perhaps that person, whoever they may be, um, you know, it seems to stand out from some other people around them. It'd be quite easy for them. To, to develop egotism because they're comparing themselves then to, to other people. You know, whereas if an, an untalented person, it may be more easy to be humble, possibly. I don't know. Um, uh, not that I'm claiming to be talented, but all of us just pale into true humility when we turn to the nine freedoms because there we are seeing tr- the truly great masters, truly great beings and yet beings, and let me just name one of them, the Master Aetherius, who is incredibly humble. Yes, yes. That's indeed what um, 
our master, Dr. King. He was very humble. I mean, he, uh, for example, never wrote a biography or an autobiography of himself, partly because that's not where he wanted to focus. Uh, It has to be done, and it is being done. But it wasn't his choice to do it at all. As you know, Chrissy, uh, he, he was extremely humble, and he could do these great miracles. He knew they were great miracles. He wasn't in denial about that. He couldn't have done them if he didn't know it. But by the same token, he could then have a, a very old chat with it. I mean, I've been in and he's had a good old chat with anyone about pretty much anything. Yes, uh, people he's yes. never met before on occasions. A very humble man indeed. Absolutely. And I think this is a, a wonderful place to end, isn't it? With that, with it that is point. indeed. Yes. And I think this is a great place to have a break too. Would you agree, Richard? Yes, you, do you want to just finish the last two lines for the sake of, oh, I'm so sorry. of completion? Yes. All right. Absolutely, you're right. Mm. Um, Mars Sector 6. Divorce all terrestrial screening. Balance all terrestrial units. Divorce screening from mental channel number one. All transmissions now discontinued. And I think it's fitting just to mention that that was delivered on March the 15th, mm. 1961, which happens to be the true birth date of the Master Jesus. I mentioned that this Christmas season, although a lot of us do celebrate Christmas. We're having a Christmas service here. You're having one there. Uh, But, of course, the real Christmas happened on the date this was given, uh, many, many hundreds of years before this, of course, but uh, on March the 15th. Which makes sense in the sign of Pisces. And we're just coming out of the age of Pisces. Yeah. Mm. So, of course, the great Master Jesus was the avatar for that age, the age of Pisces, and, of course, into this age, too, (laughs) with the 12 blessings. So let us uh, have a break, shall we? It's halfway through the show, and um, we can resume again with enlightened pacifism. So uh, handing over to Courtney. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Aetherius Radio Live with host Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Special events coming up include the European HQ. A Christmas service will be held at the Aetherius Temple in London on Sunday, December 21st. And Richard Lawrence will be speaking there and giving the address. Also visit www.richardlawrence.co.uk for a YouTube clip on the next on the mystic text delivered by the Master Jesus for this age, the 12 blessings. The Michigan branch will be holding a Christmas carol service on Sunday, December 21st, followed by light refreshment. Also a service of the 12 blessings on Christmas Day from 11 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. I also highly recommend you visit www.chrissyblaze.com for more wonderful events, classes, and lectures that she will be discussing and teaching after the first of the year. Please visit Aetherius.org for more details, including events in the U.S., Europe, and other parts of the world. Now I give you back to your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you very much indeed, Courtney. And um, now we're, we're going to discuss enlightened pacifism because I think it's one of the the topics of the the debates that's dominated um, our history, really, should we be pacifist, and why is it that so many religions... uh, I want to balance out, actually, how we started the show with with the Pakistan tragedy, 
um, the terrorists there. We know which religion they were from. But also today, Chrissy, I received a Christmas card from a Muslim organization, and it was a beautiful card indeed. It was uh, fully acknowledging and accepting uh, Christmas. It gave season's greetings, and it said words to the effect, um, may, love, may we have love for all and hatred for no one. And it was from oh, a Muslim organization. So, you know, I think we need to remember also the vast majority of peace-loving, devout Muslims who really, really shouldn't be represented and are not represented by the, the terrorists and so on. Yes, I, that's a wonderful thing for you to share. Thank you, Richard. And but getting back message, to Christmas, yes, indeed. Um, I, I found um, in, in one of the early issues of Cosmic Voice, actually number 13, rather a wonderful editorial written by Dr. King. Mm -hmm. may, I, may I read it? Because I think it sets the tone both for Christmas and for enlightened pacifism. And this is oh, what absolutely. Dr. King wrote. Yeah, mm. universal, this is, this is what he wrote. Universal preparation for peace cannot be demonstrated by universal preparation for war. True lasting peace is not one of the results of war. True peace is first born as an ardent spiritual desire in the heart of the individual before it become the foundation upon which a country can build its dream houses. No effort which you make this Christmas for world peace will be in vain. You may provide that spark of righteous enthusiasm which will light the way for many others. Have a happy time this Christmas by all means, but you can also make it a constructive time by doing something which will help to promote a lasting world peace. No weapon, no general, no show of military superiority can now or ever will lead this or any other planet to lasting peace. For peace must be born into this world as man is born into this world. The womb of peace, dear friends, is your heart. You are the parents of this fine and delicate child. Care for it well enough, and it will soon become strong enough to care for you and the whole earth, nurse it gently through childhood, and when it grows in strength into manhood, it can then take its rightful place and be crowned king above all other policies. Then can you shoot forward across the heavens towards your ultimate goal, God, through 10,000 lifetimes in a single flash. Seize this great opportunity bravely, optimistically, holding the while the glowing visualization of complete success within your minds and help to prepare a solid foundation so that your divine child, peace, may live and reign in lasting glory. Oh, wow, that, Richard, that was fantastic. Thank you for reading Isn't that it. a wonderful editorial by Dr. Mm, King? Fantastic. And I think it was 1957, you, that he, that the Christmas that he was referring to there. And it was in uh, an editorial in Cosmic Voice, did you say? It was in Cosmic Voice. Um, it was issue number 13, December, January 1957, 58. 
And in fact, all these cosmic forces, if you go to our website, ethereus.org, you can find out how to access all of our cosmic voices. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's mm. absolutely fantastic. I know. Really is wonderful. I know. And wow. you know, it's interesting because Dr. King, and he didn't talk about this much at all, was himself a pacifist in the Second World War. And, you know, I've studied his childhood and, 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 and knew him well. Uh, as well as most people anyway, um, well, better than most, to be honest. And yeah. I really can say that here was a natural-born fighter. Dr. King was not by nature um, a sort of, a, what one might think of as a pacifist anyway. He, right. I mean, even as, as, a, as a child, his interests, his sporting interests, were quite pugilistic. They were, you know, boxing and um, shooting and what they used to do, a thing called quarterstaffing in England, which was a, a fighting with sticks safely in those days. He, he was um, very, very much what you might call, what English people might refer to as a scrapper, if people know that phrase. He was certainly one of the boys in that way, although he could also be quite a loner, actually, as a person. Um, but he certainly wasn't sort of uh, what they might call a wilting violet. He was a, a certainly hands-on, fully capable of defending himself, and did, and he could box, uh, and did box, uh, and did shoot. Both of them he did um, partly, not as a career, but to help him to earn extra money here and there uh, as well. So he was a very accomplished fighter, and his instinct was as a fighter, a born warrior, as I'm sure you know, Chrissy, as well. And yet... Yeah. In the Second World War, he was a conscientious objector, and as was his father. It was in his family, actually. They were, it was a Quaker strain there, the Quakers, uh, of course, being pacifists. And he took that stand, and it was a very, very difficult stand, because the, the, those who, who didn't fight in the First World War, the 1914-18 war, were absolutely vilified and ostracized. Some of the, their, their lives were almost ruined uh, by the disrepute into which they fell for not fighting in that dreadful, uh, really unjust war. And um, his father was actually a non-combatant in the medical service. Dr. King himself was a conscientious objector in the fire service, for extremely active and very, very dangerous service to be in. But he knew when he made the decision at the age of 20 that it would damage his prospects, his career, his educational prospects, but he still made it, and he made it, and this is the key point I want to make, not on political grounds, and certainly not out of any form of timidity, because it would be quite an exciting prospect, I would have thought, to somebody like him. No, not that, but he did it on spiritual grounds. Uh, even then, he was a highly spiritual individual. Here was a person who, even as a child, uh, when he closed his eyes, all he saw was light. You know, we, we have exercises and practices uh, in the book Realize Your Inner Potential, for example, uh, designed to help people to raise kundalini so that they will start to awaken the higher chakras and then you will start, and many of us have experienced this, to see a light. But Dr. King, even as a child, without doing any practices, he couldn't close his eyes without seeing light. He was a naturally advanced spiritual being and he made that decision. Now, I, I read earlier from this fascinating transmission about the martyr Jesus, 
And in that uh, same group of transmissions, the one a few months later, there is one, on June the 4th, 1955, and a question was asked of the Master Ethereus. And I'd like to, if I may, Chrissy, read the question and then read the answer the Master Ethereus gave to that question. So a member in the audience at the Caxton Hall raised this question. What message have you, this is to the Master Ethereus, speaking through Dr. King in somatic trance, what message have you for the young people of today which will help the world towards a better understanding of unity, especially those in their early 20s? Then the Master Ethereus gave an answer, and this is an extract from it. Do not forget the lesson of your elders. They have had war after war. Every war is due to be the last, and it never is. Try to say to yourself, well, where they have failed, surely I can succeed. And the very age, my dear child, will help you. You're looking out upon an uncertain world, a world which could be torn to hell by foolishly used atomic weapons, or a world which could be made into a peaceful, beautiful world by real understanding. Try to cultivate this understanding within you, and it is not impossible. May I use an analogy? I must apologize for doing this, and I'm sure my present instrument, that's Dr. King, of course, will be most annoyed when he knows I have done it. But he, at the age of 20, had to make a great decision in his life. One part, the main part, wanted great excitement. But the other part, the God part, wanted real truth and wisdom. Now that decision cost him quite a lot. A career, degrees, a tremendous amount. But he took it. And the only reason that I can use him today is because he took it. Wow, that's fantastic, yeah. It's fascinating. It's wonderful advice, and it's really what I want to touch on for the rest of our our program, our last one this year, which is that there is a certain uh, stage, I believe, and I think this is what's being said here, uh, a certain path which precludes the, that person who follows it uh, fighting. In other words, that they should be a pacifist. I think this is quite a deep and complex subject. I don't think you could dog- dogmatically say that everybody on this planet should be a pacifist. Uh, we have uh, this wonderful example, and some listeners may be familiar with this, for example, in the Bhagavad Gita. And in the Bhagavad Gita, we have a lesson as those who know it may know, given by Sri Krishna, one of the most advanced masters ever to come to this earth, a Saturnian master, to Arjuna. And Arjuna was from the warrior class, and it was his dharma, as they would put it, we might say his karmic path, because he was a warrior, he had to fight. But of course, he was given this profound teaching by Sri Krishna uh, as, uh, of detachment, of renunciation, of service, and so on, of enlightenment. But he himself was still a warrior. But there is a certain person, and I think people who really take to the spiritual path, 
particularly if they're traveling towards enlightenment, as Dr. King was destined to do, as he had to do, where you you would have to be a pacifist. So that's the message I get from it, Chrissy. Yeah, that's a very important point there. And I'd just like to say that um, one person I'm a big fan of is uh, Mahatma Gandhi, as many people are. Mm. And just to sort of add to that point, and many people don't realize that in his uh, vast mission of uh, evolving his nonviolent philosophy that helped to change the world, um, he didn't advise it to everyone. Because That's interesting. Yeah, because he said that not everyone is strong or courageous enough to do it. And mm-hmm. he didn't want to draw people in who were fearful. And I thought that was a very, very interesting point. And it just is kind of elab- mm. uh, going on from your point about Dr. King and, and so on, about it takes great strength to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the opposite it certainly of did what in some people case. may think. And when you read about how Mahatma Gandhi and his followers suffered, and many people don't know, he spent over six years in jail and he was you know, beaten and flogged, and he was a very enlightened uh, master which we believe came from beyond this world to uh, to perform his yes. mission and bring change, yes. positive change, to millions of people. So it, it's it's very interesting. It's not an easy approach, but it's and and another thing, a lovely quote I'd like to just say here. Mahatma Gandhi said, "When I despair," and I was thinking about what you said, the message from the Master of Sirius to the people in their twenties, and I think mm-hmm. many of them do despair. And uh, he said, when I despair, I remember that all through history, the ways of truth and love have always won. And I think we, mm. it's so good to remember that there have been tyrants and murderers. There are tyrants and murderers. And for a time, mm. he said, they seem invincible. But in mm. the end, they always fall. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very good to remember that. I agree, and and, and I I want to mention the book, Chris's books, because she isn't mentioning it, Superstar Signs, a great book, and also in that book you include Mahatma Gandhi, don't you? I do indeed, and uh, Dr. George King, uh, Mm. Dr. Martin Luther King, who's another uh, enlightened pacifist, I would say, wouldn't you agree? Right. I I don't know a lot about his life, but it seems to have been to me, yes, indeed, indeed. Always, he actually modeled his, his mission on, on Mahatma Gandhi and mm. uh, fought, as Mahatma Gandhi did, with weapons of uh, tolerance and respect and love and mm. urged people away from violence of any kind. Yes. And, of course, there, there are a lot of people who, who try to justify a war, and I mean the Second World War as opposed to the First. You can yeah. see why they would try to yeah. justify it. Because we have to remember, of course, that when, when um, nations entered that war, they didn't know about the Holocaust. Uh, but obviously that was something that happened. But I think Dr. King makes a, a, a very strong point uh, when, when he says that, you know, in, in the thing I read at the beginning, the piece I read at the beginning, that no show of military superiority can now or ever will lead this or any other planet to lasting peace. And that's what we so often see. I mean, we've seen it, I mean, with, for example, um, I believe I'm right in saying, Chrissy, that President Obama was against the Iraq war and was, you know, had probably the guts at the time to stand up and vote against that war. 
And I'm sure if you you told him, well, if you become president, you'll go to war with Iraq, he would have laughed in your face, I imagine, at the time. But once he'd accepted, if you like, to use the uh, Hindu term, the Dharma of being president, commander-in-chief of America, what's he done? He's he's gone into war in Iraq, he's gone into war in, continued in Afghanistan, and and so on. Um, He's embroiled in that situation. I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying... It's wrong, except that uh, I do believe that in the end, as Dr. King puts it, no war will bring lasting peace. I mean, you could argue, yes, that it was wonderful, the salvation that was brought to the Jewish people as a result of the Second World War. Absolutely. But if one looks uh, long term, of course, um, you could also argue that Stalin was really uh, set up as a result of the Second World War, it wasn't the intention, but he was um, underestimated, and he, of course, killed even more of his own people. Um, Not on racial grounds, I I don't think, but certainly many, many millions uh, more were killed under him. Um, So, you know, the only lasting answer is spiritual action, and that's what the enlightened pacifist is engaged in. It's not perhaps like a political pacifist, who just doesn't wish to go to war but doesn't do anything else about it. Uh, right. It's a, a someone who takes, some, as Gandhi did, non-violent action. Yeah, absolutely. That's In a fact, very good a, point. There's a, there's a transmission, uh, which we also have, delivered by Mars Sector 6, who gave the Nine Freedoms, called Non-Violence. And then he, sa- he says this in it, the followers of peace will have to declare themselves openly so that the world may know the color of their standard. Know this, that it is the non-violent action which will win the day. Yeah. So it's not just non-violent, it's non-violent action, it's spiritual action. The, the, the people who are engaged in an active program, as we started this program, in sending out prayer, sending out energy, doing healing, uh, that is what I would describe as enlightened pacifism. Yeah, I think that's a very good point because, as you say, it's not a case of doing nothing and thinking, I don't want to get involved and I don't want to, you know, it's it's, all, it's the opposite, um, as you say. And in the Asira study, we have so many tools. So please, you know, visit our website and see, read some of the books and some of the wonderful missions of global healing that we do. Operation Prayer Power um, is really enlightened pacifism. And if you want to find out more, and if you live in London, go along and find out more about this wonderful mission, and also Michigan to L.A. around the world. And it's a great message for Christmas, because the very essence of Christmas is peace. It's got very debased. You know, it's the wrong kind of peace, the sort of peace we have uh, after a massive lunch with a glass in our hands watching television. It's not (laughs) that's what a lot of people's idea is of a peaceful Christmas. But, of course... The essence of it is not that. The essence of it is bringing peace. And peace, I think it's a great point again that Dr. King makes, true lasting peace is not one of the results of war. And he says true peace is first born and there's an ardent spiritual desire in the heart of the individual. In other words, it's not just the absence of war, peace. It's an inner state of being. Um, there's an absolutely beautiful... Uh, I was looking into this uh, for for this program, Chrissy, and there's a a beautiful statement 
that, the, again, the master Ethereus made about this. He describes peace, and he says this, Dear friends, what is peace? Surely it is something which is above politics, above natural, national interest, above, this is interesting, above even that thing which you upon terror call love. So it, it, that's precisely worded, by the way. He's not saying it is above love. It's saying above the thing which you, upon terror, call love. And then it goes yeah. on, peace, dear friends, is enlightenment. Now that's an incredible statement, isn't it? Yes, peace, it really dear friends, is enlightenment. There is only one sin in the whole cosmic system. That is the sin of ignorance. Please spell that again enlightenment and you have peace so it's a very active thing and it's all part of the path the person on the path to enlightenment has to be i believe at a certain stage a pacifist and if we go well, back to the bhagavad gita they had um, this concept of dharma people having their own karmic path it got debased i believe into the caste system later but you'd have you'd have people who would be maybe a, a sannyasin maybe a brahmin or you'd have people of the warrior class or the merchant class or whatever it might be and arjuna who who shri krishna was giving great teaching to there i mean it's a there he was driving a chariot we're told and giving the one of the greatest sets of teachings ever in 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 past history uh to arjuna who was hesitating as to whether or not to fight it was his duty to fight uh, and and he should fight but it would have been quite wrong of course for a brahmin which is a higher path a spiritual path they wouldn't go and fight so there's a subtlety here yeah. if yeah. you engage in the material the terrestrial if you like the earthly materialistic scheme if you engage in that uh, then it's one thing you may find yourself bound up in various things and you may find yourself in a position to fight, or you may not find yourself in a position to fight. But if you break free from it, if you detach from it, if you take to the spiritual path, I certainly think, it's clear to me, there will come a stage when you would have to be a pacifist. Absolutely, and I think the, the real fight for us all is, is our lower self. Because I think Indeed. the natural way, isn't it, when somebody does you wrong, the instinctive thing is you want revenge, or you see wrong in the world, you want revenge. And until we break away from that, as Richard said, mm -hmm. enlightenment, it will just go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So it, it's a choice we have to make, I think, every day. And uh, with our actions, with our words, with our feelings. And it's not easy, it's not for the faint-hearted, but it's it's wonderful. And it's the only way for us into this new age of enlightenment. And I can't really, Chrissy, think of a finer way to end this this uh, Christmas season, seasonal broadcast, than with an extract from the Master Jesus about peace. And this one is from the third blessing. Of course, we covered this last year, uh, and we had a whole program uh, running uh, here uh, throughout the world, actually, from inner peace to world peace, uh, all about this. In fact, on my website, if you'd like to go to my website after you've heard this, please do so, and you'll see there on the home page uh, a rather beautiful YouTube clip put together over here. Um, and Ayub Malik was the person who, who put this all together. And you'll see various people commenting on it, and it's called From Inner Peace to World Peace. 
and it's about the 12 blessings. But these are some words the Master Jesus spoke, and I think we can contemplate on these, take them within us, and it will help us to realize that peace is there, something there for us to tap this Christmas season. Real peace. And this is what he said. Let not the four-headed monster possession breathe its hot breath upon your hearts, but be at peace. Walk ye into peace. Request it gently, for it falleth even as the gentle rain from heaven. Let it flow. Offer to this wondrous power no resistance, but let it flow through you all now. Every cell of your body will rejoice. Every part of you will be happy neath this light. For dear friends, adorable children, first cometh the angel peace to make way for the goddess love. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yes, and I, I think the wonderful thing about that is that it's the Master Jesus is showing us that peace is something which is real something we can request and it will fall even as gentle rain from heaven it's not a sort of theoretical thing oh do i feel peaceful or don't i feel peaceful it's a it's an energy if you like it's a power he calls it a wondrous power which you can let flow through you all and you know there are those who've experienced i mean in a very small way even i've experienced this this feeling that every single part of your being is just in a state of joy <laughs> It's parts of you that you, did, you really didn't know exist and it's all a result of just allowing this wonderful energy to flow through us which is there which is an it's, it's, it's part of as the master theorist puts it it is enlightenment at its highest level it's the journey to enlightenment and what a wonderful way to end and to begin this Christmas season to be contemplating on these words and really bringing them to life in all of your lives and I'd just like to thank you Richard and say to thank everybody who's listening and may you be filled with this peace and joy and surrounded by love this Christmas season thank you Chrissy and I'd like to also thank you and to thank Courtney for looking after us all year and looking forward very much to Ethereus Radio Live 2015 yes do you want to just go over again what that's going to be well, we're starting our next broadcast, which will be uh, recognizing the dark forces in our world. That'll be January the, the 20th. And we're going to be focusing, we've focused on the Master Jesus, we've focused on Mars Sector 6, and we're turning our focus to the other most regular and great communicator through Dr. King, the Master Etherius himself. Maybe Thank he's the soul much. of our teachings. That's Thank you so much, and over to Courtney for the closing announcements. Thank you, guys, and a wonderful show today. You have been listening to Ethereus Radio Live. Ethereus Radio Live is your cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. 
You can connect with the Ethereum Society and learn more about the events mentioned earlier in the show by going to www.ethereus.org. You can connect with Richard Lawrence by visiting his website, richardlawrence.co.uk, and you can connect with Chrissy Blaze by visiting her website at www.chrissyblaze.com. I wonder, want to wish both of you a happy holiday season and um, have a wonderful rest of the year. Thank you. Thank you, and the same to you, Courtney. Thank you. God bless all listeners to Ethereus Radio Live. <laughs> 